Welcome to episode number one of One Golden Moment, the Daily Californians basketball podcast, what I believe to be the Daily Californians first sports related podcast. My name is Justice De Los Santos. For the many of you who may not know me, I covered Cal men's basketball last season. I am going to be covering it this upcoming season. And assuming I don't get fired in the next several months, I'm going to be hopefully covering it uh, my senior season. It is currently November 6th, 2018. Uh, for all you college basketball fans out there, that this is the first day of uh, the college basketball season. Currently, Michigan State is taking on number one Kansas a couple hours from, or an hour from now. Duke is going to be t- uh, taking on Kentucky. Uh, it's also election day, so um, depending on your perspective, one of those things may be important than the other. Um, so the format of this podcast, for right now, it's going to be 20 minutes going on a bi-weekly schedule until I eventually annoy upper management into giving me more episodes, giving me more time, because as a lifelong sports fan, I could talk any type of hoops for hours on end. So jump into this first episode, just to provide a lay of the land, let's get into a bit of how last season went. And to call last season rough would be a a dramatic understatement, the understatement to end all understatements. Now, there was an expectation that it was going to be a bit of a tumultuous year down in Berkeley. Not only was uh, Quanzo Martin uh, departing from the program, leaving the program in the hands of Wyking Jones, a first-year head coach, Cal was also losing almost its entire team. Some notable names from that 2016-2017 team, uh, Ivan Rabb, Jabari Bird, Charlie Moore, Grant Mullins, uh, Cameron Rooks, Sam Singer, among others, were all gone. The, the entire team's roster was essentially depleted, and coming in to fill that void uh, were a couple three stars, you know, Jawan Harris-Dyson, Justice Suing, Darius McNeil. So there was the expectations that there, it was going to be a bit of a rocky season. But what it ended up turning into is what you can argue to be the worst season in program history. And you might think I'm being dramatic, but to provide a little perspective, here's a bit of the numbers. So last year, the Bears went 8-24, and 2-16 uh, and 16 in conference, were last place in the Pac-12 in a year that they were projected to at least finish in the 11th spot. There were six games in which they lost by 20-plus, including a 25-point loss to Portland State and a 27 loss to Central Arkansas. At home, there were 12 games in which they lost by 15. They lost to a Division II program in Chaminade in the Maui Invitational, and this was the first season since 2000, since it's the 03-04 season in which they entered conference play with a losing record. Now, if you think that's bad, <laughs> which in and of itself is very bad, here's some of the here's some of the numbers from last year. In conference play, they were either 11th or dead last, the offensive end. In field goals made, field goal percentage, two-point percentage, three-pointers made, three-point percentage, field go- free-throw percentage, defensive rebounds, assists, turnovers, points, and points per game. And on the defensive end, they were either 11th or 12th in field goal percentage allowed, two-point percentage allowed, three-point percentage allowed, defensive rebounds, and assists. Now, with amazing numbers like those, you might ask. You might be asking yourself, how did they possibly finish 12 in the in the Pac-12 with a Power Five conference? With what? <laughs> it was a rough year, and there's a sense, at least with people that I've talked with, that you know, there's nowhere really to go but up. But it doesn't really help, at least going into the next season, that they are going to be losing 
a big chunk of your core. Uh, departing from the team are Marcus Lee, Kingsley Okoro, and Don Coleman, among others, who were, despite the numbers, uh, pretty big parts, at least in terms of you know, being able to provide steady minutes. Uh, the big name of those three, Marcus Lee, the flashy transfer from Kentucky, the homegrown kid from Antioch, you know, coming home. There was speculation as to whether he could have declared after uh, his junior season at Kentucky, but he decided to come home for another season. And typically, if you ask someone, if you can declare for the draft, you should just go outright. Ask Ivan Rab that in the, the school of trying to stay and milk your college career. But he, Marcus Lee had, at least in, in terms of the expectations that were weighed on him, he had a decent year. He would put up a double-double now and then. He turned the ball over a little too much uh, to be desired. But he did provide Cal with something that they may not have this season, which is a consistent rim protector. The same can be said with Kingsley Okoro, you know, a four-year Cal guy. I believe he was averaging 2.1 blocks per game. One of He finished his Cal career as one of the most pro, uh, proficient shot blockers in uh, Cal history. And finally, Don Coleman. Say what you may about Don Coleman, the there were plenty of criticisms to be made about his game. But what he did provide Cal with was, you know, more, one of the more veteran presences on the team, as well as someone who wasn't afraid at any point in time to take a shot. And Don Coleman was nowhere close to being able, uh, afraid to uh, take any shots. And, you know, there were instances, especially when he moved towards more of a sixth man position towards the end of the year, that he could provide more of a spark coming off that bench. There was that run in the first four games of the season in which he had uh, 30 or more points. Uh, he was not able to sustain that throughout the entire year, but he was Cal's leading scorer. So they are going to have to try to find offense in some other uh, area. Now, returning to this team, um, some of the names that I already listed Justice Suing, Darius McNeil, Juwan Harris-Dyson, all of whom were in that incoming class uh, last year. Uh, Paris Austin, depending on how you want to look at it, he's technically a returner, although he sat out last season due to NCAA transfer regulations, uh, Roman Davis and Grant Antisevich. Some of the, mo uh, the more notable newcomers, Jacoby Gordon out of Houston, Matt Bradley out of San Bernardino, Andre Kelly out of Stockton, and... Connor Vanover out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, a couple of just general thoughts on this new team. Now, opposed to last year, there is more of a depth at both of the uh, guard and wing positions. You know, Austin, Bradley, McNeil, Harris, Dyson, Suing, Gordon, and Davis. There's a lot of different combinations that Cal has the opportunity to play with. Uh, during their exhibition game against Cal State East Bay, Cal trotted out a starting five of Paris Austin, Darius McNeil, Justice Suing, Matt Bradley, and Andre Kelly. And Viking Jones did admit that, you know, Cal, they don't have the height that they did last year. They don't have height in comparisons to other teams in the Pac-12. So one of the things that they're going to have to uh, look back to during this season is just general toughness. Now, while they may not have the height, that certainly is a very interesting set of guards and wings that he's going to have at his disposal. But as I mentioned previously, the big man depth is a little bit of a concern with Kelly, Vanover, and Antisevich as some of them as the prominent three big men who will be in this rotation. Now, strictly from a rim protector perspective, this is a bit of a downgrade from Lee 
and Okoro. Uh, not aside from the offensive end of the floor, Lee and Okoro were two players who could uh, consistently provide you with rim protection. You know, they were going to find their way in the block column. You know, Okoro, as previously mentioned, one of the more prolific shot blockers in Cal history. And, you know, it's going to be a bit of a, a challenge when, you know, teams are coming in knowing that that major rim protector isn't there to solidify and lock down the paint. And that's, in my opinion, going to be one of the main areas of concern to watch out for uh, this upcoming season. But aside from defense down in the paint, one of the uh, one of the concerns that I also have for this upcoming season is uh, Cal's ability to defend the three-point line. Now, in that litany of stats that I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, one of the areas in which that they were uh, at the bottom was uh, defending the three. And during Cal's exhibition game last Tuesday, that was one of the uh, one of the areas that I was sure to, I, I made it a point to sort of look out for and see how Cal State East Bay was from beyond the three-point line. Now, I believe just off top, they only shot about eight of 28, something in that range. They didn't make too many threes. But it was more the fact that they were, that they did take almost 33s and the more concerning aspect is if you if you go back and look at that game there were a lot of instances in which Cal State East Bay was getting wide open shots you know these weren't you know someone's just you know one step away from being able to defend it efficiently this was an inst- these were instances in which these were wide open no one rotated and you know if this is a uh, against uh, a Pac-12 team or even a non-conference team that knows how to knock down the three-pointer, those are going to be the, the type of deficiencies that really sink Cal this season. So that's one of the, the major things I'm going to be looking out for this season is how well do they defend that three-point line. And on the flip side of that, you know, being able to actually shoot from three, um, depending on your perspective on this, one of the more interesting facts of last season in, terms, in regards to shooting the three-pointer is that of all of the teams in the Pac-12, Cal was the only team to not shoot at least 30% from three. Now, given the roster composition, that does make a little sense. You know, Marcus Lee and Kingsley Okoro aren't exactly the type of big men to, you know, stretch it out. They're going to be doing most of their business down in the paint. And even just someone like Justice Suing, who did have a couple games when he was, he was knocking down a couple three-pointers, wasn't exactly the consistent three-point threat that you know teams were game planning to um, defend against Darius McNeil was probably the only consistent three-point threat that Cal did have last season he did set the freshman record for three-pointers made in the season but aside from that it was a roll the dice as to whether Cal was going to get any three-point production on any given night you know Don Coleman wouldn't be afraid to take any uh, Juwan Harris Dyson, he didn't really have much of a game that extended outside. But when I'm looking at this uh, new coming group of, uh, of Cal players, being able to shoot the three is, a li- is slightly more encouraging. You know, you have Andre Kelly and Connor Vanover who, while they might not be uh, the type of bigs who can, uh, d- you could classify as rim protectors, they are a pair of bigs who can, you know, step outside that three-point line and shoot the ball. Uh, the same can be said about incoming freshman Jacoby Gordon. In that, in the few minutes that he did play against uh, Cal State East Bay, he wasn't afraid to uh, fire from beyond the arc. He also did a very good job of grabbing rebounds. 
you do have to take the results that you see against a Division II team with a grain of salt, but considering he's coming off that Achilles injury and he is going to be coming off the bench in limited minutes, it's going to be interesting to see just exactly how comfortable he gets in the few minutes that he does play and essentially and how that goes on throughout the season um so to job to jump back a little bit when i look at this roster i see suing and mcneil as the two players who i expect to lead the pack in terms of uh, scoring and i see them as this is their year to take the leap with uh, coleman no longer being that consistent offensive threat to take you know 11 12 13 shots a night it's going to be up to them among others to carry a little more of that workload and of Cal's incoming class last year suing was definitely one of the most impressive he was able to efficiently on some nights efficiently you know score the ball without having to jack up shots in the 15 he was able to get his there were occasions when he was able to knock down a couple threes and the one, uh, the one thing I'm looking forward to seeing with McNeil is how he adapts to moving out of that position of being Cal's primary ball handler and, you know, letting Paris Austin become more of that primary playmaker. And on this team, Paris Austin is going to have the opportunity to be uh, Cal's go-to at the point guard position, which moves McNeil to more of an off-ball score, which I believe seeks to benefit him. Yeah, and Paris Austin is someone who can finish inside, run a team, make sure that everything's going smoothly. But one of the main concerns with Austin is, uh, just like last season as a whole, is his ability to uh, shoot. And um, during his two years at Boise State, he shot sub 20% from deep. And in the Pac-12 specifically, when you know, you're know you about six feet tall, it's gonna, be, it's gonna matter whether or not you can consistently knock down a three-pointer, especially when the bigs down low are, you know, a little tall, like a little more tougher than they are compared to uh, the Mountain West Conference. Uh, moving on to Juwan Harris Dyson, I think of all of the the players that are on this roster. I think Juwan Harris Dyson is definitely one of the more interesting in that you kind of had to put an asterisk over last season, regardless of his performance, because he did have instead of being able to solely focus his attention on playing the game he had to focus on working his way back into essentially playing shape the first couple games of the season he was sidelined due to the flu and as a result of that he lost about 20 pounds so a majority of that early season was spent dedicating getting spent dedicated getting him back into playing shape and you know when you're more focused on your physicality rather than you know the basic fundamentals it's gonna sort of not essentially derail the season he did have a couple moments in which he looked the part of Cal's top recruit but there were a couple instances in which you can make the argument that if he was fully healthy you know he could have been able to do the things that he, he knows he can do and that he wanted to do uh moving on to uh Jacoby Gordon once again he is coming off that Achilles injury he's uh, Wyking Jones did mention in his uh, press conference after the uh, game against Cal State East Bay that he will be eased into the rotation. But yeah, for a team that is lacking shooting, it's going to be um, detrimental if he can provide some shooting as well as some much-needed rebounding. Now, to sort of uh, polish things off is just an, a general overview of of the season. 
you know, I believe that it's going to help that Cal's core, specifically suing McNeil, Harris Dyson, and Austin sort of had this full offseason to get to know one another a little more, develop a little more of a chemistry. This team is incredibly young, and most of its core is going to be composed of underclassmen with Austin essentially being the lone exception. With that being said, though, I do expect Cal to finish at, uh, once again, at the bottom of the Pac-12. Either ele- um, They're currently projected to finish 11th uh, after a season in which they did finish last. And after a season uh, like last season, essentially there's nowhere to go but up. And I can see them bumping that win total up. If all things go well in the low teens, but it is going to have to be a season in which Viking Jones and company sort of show a little something, show a little improvement, show that this program is moving in the right direction. So with that being said, that's all I have for this episode. Uh, Cal on this upcoming Friday will play against Yale in Shanghai. And I believe this episode is going up uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. So it might be um, slightly a little dated depending on, you know, what happens in uh, Shanghai. But the general sentiments of the season as a whole definitely do remain. So that being said, my name is Justice Del Santos. Until next time, signing off. It's, it's so weird, like, not having...